It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All across the fantasy universe, welcome one and all to the two-point stance. I'm your boy, Brian Drake at Drake Fantasy on Twitter, joined every single day here on the two-point stance by Mr. Joe Dolan, managing editor of fantasypoints.com at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter, rocking that Philadelphia 76ers hat today, Joe. Do you think your boys get it done and move on to the conference finals, or is this choke city here? I, I know it's a football podcast, but what, what do you think about your 76ers? There is something a little bit different about this 76ers team this year. I still don't trust them as far as I can throw them. Um <laughs> But, uh, but no, I exercising some of the demons that they've exercised in this series, um, has been very important for them. We'll see what happens. Drake, I got to tell you, I couldn't watch the first couple of, um, quarters of the, the game on Sunday. Does anybody? And, well, no, I mean, they're the Sixers are my team, but I couldn't watch the first couple of quarters of the game. And what happened was. You know, uh, I come back, I, I'm able to get home in time for the fourth quarter. I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. Sixers are up double digits. I flipped the game on in the fourth quarter. They they immediately cannot hit a basket. Boston's getting to the free throw line. Sixers were up, I think, 12 at the end of the third quarter. By the time I turned the game off, the Sixers were down five. And I'm like, I've, I've, I've seen this too many goddamn times. I'm not going to watch it again. I'm not going to do it. I turn it off. I go take a shower. I get out of the shower. They've won in overtime. And so I decided to myself, I said, they played three perfect quarters of basketball and then won in overtime. All when I wasn't watching. When I'm watching, they're they're the worst basketball team I've ever seen. So I said, last night, I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch. I'm going to follow on social, but not, not, not because, not because of any sort of, any sort of lack of, you know, I don't know, stomach. It was just for the good of the team. Uh, they you know, like it. I got to take one for the team, but they've won. Uh, and I think the fact that I wasn't watching was, uh, you know, I don't think I'm superstitious, but maybe I am on something like this. I've seen the Sixers too many goddamn times. That game, that game four, where they blew that lead. The Sixers in my lifetime have lost that game a hundred times out of a hundred. So maybe there's something a little bit different about this team. Anyway, nobody cares about the Sixers. No, my son, who's 10 years old now, is starting to get into sports. And he's like my grandfather who would turn the Syracuse game off. You know, they're losing to Villanova. And he's like, I'm going to turn it off. I'll listen on the radio. They'll come back. My son is now like that at 10. He realizes, I can't watch the Yankees. I can't watch the Mets. I can't watch whatever team he's into for that day because they're going to lose. So I'm turning it off and I'll come back later. Well, one thing you guys... Uh, can always come back to our rookie dynasty drafts because they're spouting up all over the place. FFPC has one that we're going to talk about today because Joe and I, our uh, adopted dynasty team, is in this draft. So you guys are going to get a great picture of what a super flex rookie draft looks like. We'll go through the first round. We're going to talk about our team, our needs, our decision-making, some trade opportunities that we have. And we want you guys to get involved also. Go over 
to the FFPC. They've got tournaments going on all for 2023. They have two tournaments, Joe, already with $1 million in guaranteed grand prizes. That's the FFPC main event and the Fantasy Pros Championship. Dynasty startups like the one we're talking about now are filling every day, starting at 100 bucks. They go all the way up to five grand if you're a baller. The FFPC best ball tournaments at a buck 25 an entry are available and super flex best ball tournaments that start at $35 are off and running. Go over to myffpc.com and check it out. So Joe and I adopted this team. Go back in the archives, listen to that show, how we picked this squad. This team, again, uh, Joe, it is a super flex team. Jared Goff and Ryan Tannehill are our quarterbacks. Not the greatest. We know that going into the draft. And we knew that going into the draft. And then, unfortunately, both teams spent a day two pick on a quarterback. So both Goff and and Tannehill got some uh, potential competition there in the draft. Yeah. So to kid you guys up to speed up on our team, we also at running back have James Conner, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, Jamal Williams, uh, that's kind of it for our, our running backs at wide receiver, solid squad, McLaurin, Devontae Smith on the bench. We've got Jamison Williams. He of DraftKings fame, uh, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Lockett, and Nico Collins. Tight ends, we've got a couple of good ones with uh, Dawson Knox, Chica Conquo. So that's kind of what we're dealing with. Again, we pick this team up. We've got to nurse them back to health, but I think we got a contender on our hands, Joe. It, we liked the. I, I especially liked the fact that we had Devontae Smith and Terry McLaurin on this team. Two young wide receivers, a yeah. couple of veteran wide receivers on it as well. Brandon Cooks, a dart, uh, Tyler Lockett, a dart throw with Nico Collins. We thought the running back stable looks pretty strong as is. Thought it was an interesting team that you know even if things go sideways for us this year, it feels like we have some some guys we can trade away, and that's why that's why we adopted this team. Just. There, there seemed to be a lot of optionality with this team. So we get to the draft, and Bijan Robinson, of course, goes at the 101. This being a super flex, here come the quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson at the 1-2, Bryce Young at the 1-3, and then C.J. Stroud at the 1-4. So we were sitting there, Joe. We had the 1-5, correct? We had the 1-5, um, and... You and I knew we need a quarterback. And Big time. Like, because if we had any designs of contending this year, first and foremost, I think Goff is fine. I don't think Hendon Hooker is going to take Goff shot. I think if things go sideways for the Titans, they're going to put Will Levis in the lineup. So mm-hmm. we know we don't have another quarterback here. Meanwhile, three quarterbacks have come off the board in front of us. I'm not taking Will Levis at five overall just because we have Ryan Tannehill. Not at all. No. Jameer Gibbs is on the board. Really tough guy to pass up. But I got to be honest, the gentleman offered us a deal. Daniel Jones straight up for the 1-5. Is it sexy? No. No. But that was a top 10 quarterback last year, and his team just got better. And so I'm at the golf course, and Joe's texting me. And we're basically, you know, once those quarterbacks go off the board, we're kind of resigning ourselves. Okay, well, we're going to take – Gibbs here, or, you know, you can have conversation about Smith and Jigba, Kincaid, Addison, whoever you want to talk about next. So if we don't get that trade offer, we probably take Jameer Gibbs right here, right? Yeah, and I would have been fine doing that. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a centerpiece of that offense. 
You know, and, and I think if you compare the names, right? Oh, Jameer Gibbs, he's this super sexy dynasty asset. Daniel, everybody makes fun of Daniel Jones. But within the context of our team, this deal made a lot of sense. Absolutely. So this kid comes out of the blue to offer us the trade. We didn't seek this out from him. He came to us looking to get to the one five because he wanted Jameer Gibbs. So this is just like come off the board. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, you want to give us a potential top 12 fantasy quarterback uh, that we can instantly slot into our starting lineup. Daniel Jones is instantly a starter for us. Oh, every no single doubt. Week. But I got to be honest, this dude who op- very clearly tanked last year, his fantasy bros played us like a harp though. I mean, he he knew our quarterback like he 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 assessed our roster and said this is a pretty good team they need a quarterback this mfer who had the second and third picks of the draft takes richardson and bryce young both yeah so that's the guy who we made yeah. the trade with at the one five the fantasy bros he also had the one two and the one three so he took those quarterbacks but here's what i don't get if i've got daniel jones do i need Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young. Well, I, I mean, he could have got Jameer Gibbs and kept Daniel Jones. Anyway, I, and then still had Bryce. I mean, I think Daniel Jones is better than Bryce Young right now. And Daniel Jones is still pretty young on a better now, team. I, I mean, I think it's risky. Um, I think Richardson and Young, I, ha- I have both above Daniel Jones for Dynasty right now, though. But if Richardson falls flat on his face, you know, then this wasn't a great trade. But I actually like the way he played it. It just so happened that it, the deal made sense for us within the context of our team. But I thought he played it pretty freaking well um, and, and, and offered us a trade that we thought was fair um, in a spot where we we need to take a quarterback the giants have made a commitment to daniel jones so i'm okay making that deal but i thought i thought he ended up playing it pretty freaking well drake i'll be honest with you we have the draft board up on youtube again just search fantasy points on youtube you'll find us there the two point stance leave us your comment in the notes there what do you think of the trade trading away the 1-5 to get daniel jones I was on the ninth hole of this course. I had to, eh, you know, this thing was, it came down, it hooked left. I said, the hell with this. I'm pounding it over these trees. And I did, as I'm talking to Joe here, I was all fired up to get Daniel Jones, smoked it over to trees, was putting for Eagle. I'll let you guys figure out how that hole ended. It was not with an Eagle, uh, but I was super excited to make that trade. So let's keep going with the first round here. Jameer Gibbs, then Jackson Smith and Jigba. Dalton Kincaid at the 1-7. This, again, is tight end premium. So Dalton Kincaid comes off the board. Let me quickly talk about Dalton Kincaid because I just took him at the 1-9 in a dynasty league that I'm running here. I want to get your thoughts on this. I've uh, I've put out a couple of tweets now about the Bills and their opportunities vis-a-vis the slot. Because if you remember a few years ago, Joe, when they had uh, Cole Beasley, Boy, they were killing it in the slot, and and, uh, Josh Allen really loved looking there. If you look at last season, there were two receivers for the Buffalo Bills on the field for over 430 of Josh Allen's pass attempts. They were Stephon Diggs at 492, Gabe Davis at 488. The next closest receiver was Isaiah McKenzie at 320. He's now an Indianapolis Colt. So there's two guys who jump off the page to me here. Khalil Shakir, who was on the field for 121 of them, and now Dalton Kincaid, who we know is going to be a detached tight end 
one of these two guys I think is going to pop and get that role that Cole Beasley had just a few years ago, Cole Beasley with nearly a 25% adjusted target share. They want that middle of the field to be open again for Josh Allen. Yeah. And I think Dalton Kincaid, it, it, it indicates a plan for them. I also think they're going to end up running the football more this this season, by the way. Mm. Um, they signed Damian Harris. They signed Latavius Murray after the draft and their first round picks a tight end. And even though it's a tight end who's going to play detached from the formation, it's still a tight end. Um, but I think Dalton Kincaid, they have plans for. But um, going to be interesting to see what, what the Baltimore, uh, excuse me, what the Buffalo Bills offense looks like this year. Jordan Addison, Quinton Johnston, Zay Flowers come off the board at 8, 9, and 10 in the first round. I got to be honest. I, uh, hey, nobody loves John Hansen more than I do here. Hansen is over the moon if you listen to a Sirius XM show about Zay Flowers. I know a lot of other guys are too. I can't get on board with it, Dolan. That guy's five foot eight. Like, yeah, he was a first-round pick, though. I know, but I, I struggle with that. He's so small. Like, that's a really big outlier to succeed at that height. I mean, there's a lot of guys nowadays, like the size of these receivers um, are, are starting to become a little bit of outliers. You know, guys who are a little bigger might be playing tight end. You know, like, I I like Todd Monken. I like the fact that the Baltimore Ravens, you know, made peace with Lamar Jackson. I like the fact that they've, they've decided that they're going to actually try to do some things for Lamar this offseason. Um, so I, I, am I'm totally in on Zay. I actually, I actually took him at 110 in one of my other FFPC rookie drafts. Will Levis goes 111. This again, folks is super flex. So you can start two quarterbacks. Will Levis, maybe he gets on the field this year. Maybe he doesn't behind Ryan Tannehill. What do you think of Levis this year for a rookie going into the season with Tennessee? Does he see the field at all for the Titans? I think Levis absolutely sees the field this year. I, I I just think it's a matter of when. I think the Titans need to know if they have uh, a quarterback of their future on this current roster. And I think Levis does play this year. I don't think it's right away, but this is why we thought we needed a quarterback, right, Drake? We needed mm -hmm. somebody who was going to be able to start when the Titans benched Ryan Tannehill, which I do think is coming this year, unless the Titans somehow uh, run away with this uh, with this division. Finishing off the first round, Devin A-Chain running back for the Miami Dolphins. A-Chain ran a 4-3-2-40. Uh, that's fast. Now, this team's all about speed. He's a small guy, though. You know, he, he's he's not the biggest guy. It's kind of like talking about Zay Flowers again. People, I think, are instantly slotting him into he's going to be their feature every down back. I don't necessarily see that with A-Chain. This, to me, just seems like this big three-man committee, mm -hmm. and, you know, they're going to use each guy, you know, the flavor of the week kind of thing. You're going to get five carries. You're going to get five. You're going to get five. The thing about A-Chain, though, and I think what people are viewing this is the the – landing spot is so pristine with how Mike McDaniel runs his offense. You have an explosive running back in a chain and while they have some depth there, it's kind of illusory depth. Raheem Osterton is third and he's always hurt. Jeff Wilson's there. And you know, he's always a little hurt. bit, he's, he's a little bit better than a guy, but he's a guy miles Gaskin and Salvan Ahmed are guys. And I think what people view Devin a chain as is somebody who could lead this team in rushing. He's not going to get 275 carries. Mm -hmm. But what if he gets 150, averages five yards a pop, and scores six touchdowns? 
it's going to be a pretty good season. 750 rushing yards, six touchdowns, catch a few passes. I think that is certainly in the cards for Devin A. Chain. So I don't know how I feel about him as a first-round pick, but I think it just speaks to kind of how weak the first round was in general of rookie drafts this year outside of the top of super flex drafts. Not, not a guy I'm excited about with the first round pick. Look, Will Levis is a first round pick in super flex dynasty. And he was a second. I think Devin A chain was just kind of, this is a probably more like a second round pick. I need a running back. So let's take him at 112. I think that's probably the thought process here. One thing I do like, folks, and maybe you can use this to your advantage in your drafts. If I'm going to take a shot on a guy, I want to take a shot on a guy in a good offense with a really smart play caller who's going to have opportunities to explode. And that's what A-Chain has with Mike McDaniel calling the plays. The Miami Dolphins are a good football team, despite you know not making uh, you know, the playoffs. But they're, they're quality, and it's going to be an offense that does really nice things. All right, so we go now into round number two, and uh, let's see. Michael Mayer comes off the board. See, if, if you're looking on YouTube, the FFPC, the way they do their draft boards, this drives me crazy, is because the, it doesn't go in the snake format. It just goes back to the beginning. So if you look now, so then Michael Mayer came off at the 2.1. He had to wait a little bit, Joe in terms of finding his draft spot. It's tight end premium here. Sam Laporta goes two picks later. I don't know. I kind of like Laporta a little more. Yeah, I do too, just because of the landing spot. But I, I, I think getting either one of those those early second round tight ends in the second round of a tight end premium draft is a pretty good pick. All right. Now remember, yeah. like you could flex guys in the tight end position and a tight end, a tight end going four for 50 is like a receiver going six for 70. So, you know, you, you, you've got you've got an opportunity here to maybe get uh, some some premium players for this league. I, I like both of those picks. I probably would have taken Laporta, though, just because of the landing spot. All right, screw all those guys. We're back on the clock now at the 2-4. You and I start firing up the text machine. Boop, 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 boop. At the 2-4, we've got options here. Hendon Hooker's on the board. You know, if we want to get deeper at wide receiver. Jalen Hyatt is a guy on the board that I'm into uh, Kendry Miller running back for the new Orleans saints. We settled on Jonathan Mingo. Uh, he comes off the board at wide receiver five in this draft at the two, four. If you go over to fantasypoints.com, Brett Whitefield lists him as his overall uh, 53rd best player. He has him ninth in the class. So we took him ahead maybe of where uh, Brett thought of him six, one, two a guy who's electric with the ball in his hands. What I like about this guy, Joe, is what the hell else do they have in Tennessee? You know, that we're, we're talking about here. I mean, Carolina. it's Carolina, excuse me. Uh, yeah, you've got Adam Thielen, who's a million years old. You've got DJ Chark. You know, when's the last time DJ Chark produced for fantasy? This kid could come in and grow and become Bryce Young's alpha right out of the gate. I love the pick. You were all over it from the beginning. I think we had a home run here with Mingo in the second round. You know, and, and I think there wasn't really a ton of debate for us here. Mm -hmm. I think the other two would be maybe um, the, the irony being two receivers who went like eight picks later, Marvin Mims, who our guy Scott Barrett loved and Rasheed Rice, who obviously has the landing spot with Patrick Mahomes, but combined with opportunity and draft capital, Jonathan Mingo is the 39th overall pick of the draft. So there is a decent chance Carolina had a first round grade on him. Mm-hmm. 
And again, DJ Chark, they 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 got rid of DJ Moore. They got really not a whole lot at the tight end position. I think there's an opportunity, a chance, a chance Jonathan Mingo leads his team in receiving as a rookie. That's good enough for me. Absolutely. On a team like ours that has depth at wide receiver, you know, we don't need him to come in and contribute right away for our squad. And maybe he blows up and gives us some trade bait as we look around. Because, again, you can start two flexes. It only starts two wide receivers. But there is that super flex option, and then there's your your everyday flex. So we take Mingo here at the 2-4. Let us know in the comments what you think of the Mingo pick. Then Kendry Miller comes off the board. Hooker, Musgrave, Tank Bigsby who, uh, you know, is an interesting guy. I think he went to Jacksonville. Yeah, he was a third-round pick, and I think Jacksonville views him as, like, the thunder to the Travis Etienne lightning is how I think they view him. Let's go to the end of round number two where Rishi Rice comes off. I tweeted about Rishi Rice, and, my God, the tweet went crazy. Check it out at Drake Fantasy. There was an 11-second clip of Rishi Rice uh, yesterday, the day before, catching a ball against some UDFA who's going the wrong way, wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey, mind you. It's not Patrick Mahomes playing corner, folks, uh, for the Chiefs. People lost their minds. It's practice clip Twitter is the worst Twitter. And I get it. Rishi Rice could be very, very good. And I'm not disparaging the player or the pick or anything. I'm just disparaging fantasy Twitter who... 99% 99% of them, Joe, has never seen a snap of Rishi Rice before that 11-second clip. And now everyone immediately has him as, like, their wide receiver, too. He's the new Jerry Rice. Um, I, I just think people get very excited about the situation with Patrick Mahomes. And it's not like Rishi Rice had poor draft capital. He was a second-round pick. It's the mm-hmm. same exact reason people got excited about Sky Moore last year. But now there's going to be like this big competition. There's a lot of there's a lot of groundswell that the Chiefs. By the way, one of my favorite guys to draft this year, Kadarius Tony. There's a lot of groundswell that the Chiefs really like Kadarius Tony and what he's going to bring to the table. Um, I think Rasheed Rice is going to have to beat out Sky Moore in training camp. Um, MVS is still there for whatever that's worth. But he does have some ability, and maybe you look at being down on Sky Moore after last year. He didn't do anything as a rookie. So maybe there's there is an opportunity to come in here and start for Rasheed Rice. He's got to earn it though, um, and there's still going to be a competition in training camp. I think though, second round of a dynasty draft man, especially two twelve, the ability to get somebody who's tied to Patrick Mahomes here, it's pretty good. And that's wow. that's fantasy bros who has about half the picks in this draft, by the way. So like he's taking all kinds of he's taking all kinds of flyers here, and it makes sense. We go into round three. Josh Downs comes off the board. Uh, our first non-rookie is John Mechie. Someone must have released him, if you remember. Uh, for the Texans, he had leukemia, I believe, right? Yeah, I think he's and, and didn't play last 100%, year. Which is, which is great news. Yes, kid out of Alabama. can really fly. Uh, we wish nothing but the best for him. Be an interesting name to talk about. I'm sure a lot of folks in your redraft legal have forgotten about him. Uh, then at the 3-3, three, three, we're two picks away from, from our pick here at the 3-5. Roshan Johnson comes off the board. Damn it, I wanted him for us. I really love the landing spot in Chicago. I think Roshan Johnson's got a chance to be a big-time contributor this year. There was a couple of picks right before we we picked here at 3-5 that, that kind of grinded my gears because Roshan Johnson, I think, has got an opportunity to lead his team in rushing as a rookie. And then Jaden Reed, 
3-4 on a wide receiver with second round draft capital and maybe somebody who let's let's just say who's to say Jordan Love doesn't take to him immediately over somebody like Romeo Dobbs yeah so uh, those two picks were good picks uh both of whom we would have entertained um at the 3-5 but then Drake we remembered this is a tight end premium league yes we're up at the 3-5 all right, a lot of the good rookies are kind of gone at this point. We, we were blown out. So we start looking around. Who else is available? This is what, what old Drake loves to do. You're sitting on the toilet at the golf course still in the clubhouse. You just start scrolling. Who's around? Who's deep down in the rankings? And we come across Saints tight end Juwan Johnson. If you remember Juwan Johnson last year in full PPR, finished as uh, tight end 15. He caught 60, uh, 42 balls on 65 targets, seven touchdowns. He got a major quarterback upgrade this year, and he could be a legit player for us. We said, hey, tight end premium. We got Chig. We got Dawson Knox. We need help at the position. Pulled the trigger on Juwan Johnson. I, I love him. a Conquo, by the way, but Dawson Knox got kneecapped in the NFL draft, even though yeah. I think he's going to play a different position than Kincaid will. But very few teams have two tight ends actually legitimately produce. Um, so we need we definitely needed somebody who um, had some upside. And then we look at the Saints and who's catching passes? Mm-hmm. Alave, Michael Thomas. What? What? Michael Thomas hasn't been productive in three years. Yeah, enough of Michael Thomas uh, already. Yeah. People, geez, Louise, what are we talking about here with this guy? And they, they keep giving him contracts. It, it drives me insane. So we're up here again a few picks later. Chase Brown goes off the board. Someone takes Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 3-7. God bless you, buddy. Good for you. Uh, then Keyshawn Boutte off the board at 3-8. We're back on the clock. And this is a, another guy who's not a rookie. But when you look at, wait a minute, this guy starts in an NFL offense, and we can get him on our team at the end of the third round it's Alec Pierce of the Indianapolis Colts. I was shocked, Joe, shocked to see him on the board. And I'm so fired up that we got him on our team. I wonder what kind of loaded team dropped him last year. Because you have to cut down to 16 in these FFPC dynasty leagues. And somebody must have had a really difficult decision to make. I'm not trying to say Alec Pierce was like a stud last year, but he certainly flashed. I'm, I'm excited sure. to have him on this team. Yeah, guy saw 78 targets a year ago. Uh, I think that you know, could only improve this year. They did draft Al Josh Downs, but I think Downs is more of a slot guy. Mm -hmm. So I think there's an Anthony Richardson comes in. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think there's opportunity for Alec Pierce here. Absolutely. I I'm digging it. So Pierce comes off the board. Uh, let's go into the fourth round where we have the four, three, the pick before us, someone takes Kareem hunt again. God bless you. It's the fantasy bros. We got to get him on the show. We'll find out who this guy yeah. is. So, we're now in a position where, all right, we're kind of grasping at straws of some of these guys, and you were banging the table for Tank Dell, a wide receiver uh, going to the Houston Texans, who C.J. Stroud, there, there's great stories. If you go online, you can find them. C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell worked out in the pre-draft process and actually was messaging him like, hey, I'm going to go get you, buddy. I'm going to talk to the team. We're going to go get you. And you love this kid out of Houston. Uh, he's really Houston small. Cougars. He's really small. But again, this is where I'm, he's got opportunity. They traded Brandon Cooks. We obviously 
know about the John Mechie tragedy. Nico Collins has flashed a little bit. Robert Woods is there. No, thank you. He's a fourth round. Here's how I view it. If you can take a rookie in a dynasty, a rookie wide receiver in a dynasty draft where you're, you're, the round you pick him at is, is higher than the round in which he was drafted. He was a third round pick. I think that's usually pretty good value. So he's a day two pick. And right now I'm just loading up. My idea is for us to load up on draft capital right now with some of these rookies. And if the draft capital's there, I might end up taking the guy. Yeah, he's a kid too, Tank Bell, who just was really flashing in college. You get the ball in his hands. He's explosive. Maybe he's a little small, but you know he's somebody out there who can run and, and make things happen. Hey, you never know. It's a bad team. They don't have any weapons. Maybe we hit a home run here with Tank Dell. We had another pick later in the round at the 4-9. Again, you know, the players going off the board in this area. Zamir White goes up before us. Deuce Vaughn, who's, you know, like three foot eight. He's not doing anything out there. Uh, here's Here we are again. We're scrolling deep in the veterans. Who's around? Well, it's a guy we just talked about a few minutes ago here on the two-point stance, Khalil Shakir. Someone in this Buffalo offense has to take a step forward in the slot. Maybe it's Shakir as a second-year player. They talked him up a lot last year. I think this is an absolute swing for the fences, home run play for us getting Khalil Shakir at the 4-9. If he hits, you know, boom. This is a guy you could be starting weekly in this league. Yeah, just the team that he's tied to. Um, they talked up Shakir last year. They talked up Shakir after the draft. Um, again, I think this is a guy who has the ability to play outside. He did it in college. I think they might view him as more of a slot guy. What if What if Gabe Davis – now, I think Gabe Davis is still a viable fantasy pick because he played hurt a lot of last year. Mm-hmm. But what if Gabe Davis isn't it? And what if they decide Khalil Shakir needs to be our outside receiver with Stephon Diggs? And we're going to use Dalton Kincaid as our big slot receiver. Again, with the four, this is like 50 picks into this draft. I'll take a guy who might start on one of the best offenses in the NFL. Absolutely. It's not so, the most likely outcome, Drake. If he, if it was, he would have been kept. Yes. Somebody would have kept him. But it, we're just taking dart throws now. I mean, two picks later was a UDFA running back. Oh, 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 UDFA running back out of Syracuse. Yes, I understand that. But like, <laughs> I, I, that, that's what we're dealing with right now. I love, actually, this end of round four. After Khalil Shakir went to us, then Zach Ertz comes off the board. If Zach Ertz is healthy, I get it. The quarterback's situation there is a mess, too. But Zach Ertz could see a lot of targets in this offense. Then you mentioned Sean Tucker coming off the board. They need someone to bang between the tackles uh, outside of Rashad White in Tampa Bay. And then, real interesting, Jarek McKinnon at the 412. This is a name maybe you and I could have talked about a little bit too uh, versus Shakir. Jerick McKinnon at the end of the season last year had not only like good weeks, he had number one overall oh, yeah. running back weeks for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's back. They still just have Isaiah Pacheco plodding through the middle of the line. That's I like that pick, man. It's That's really, really nice. Uh, it's a one-year pick. Mm-hmm. But it's a good pick. And, you know, even even if the play, the the person who is managing this team doesn't view the team as a contender, well, what if Jarek McKinnons comes out and has three good weeks at the start of the season? And you're like, I can flip him for a third-round pick next year to somebody sure. who is a contender. I think that's a really smart pick. 
I'm flipping through uh, round number five. You know, you're seeing guys, yeah, a lot of backup running backs, some rando veterans like Devin Singletary, Tyquan Thornton. Tyquan Thornton was probably picked in the top two or three rounds a year ago in the rookie draft. That's and now someone just pretty good value, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, right? I mean, he was a second round pick last year. He can run. He still does something that the Patriots didn't do a whole lot at wide receiver this offseason. I think that's a pretty good pick. I see my friend Michael Gallup come off the board in this round, Hunter Renfro, which, again, folks, says in these rookie drafts, don't just look at rookies. Scroll deep. See who's out there. Change the settings. But this jumps off the page to me, Joe. I think we missed the boat here. Isaiah Hodgins goes off the board at 512. Isaiah Hodgins was legit good for the New York football Giants last year. He's people always talk, we make the jokes. Oh, the Giants have 800 slot receivers. This kid's like six three. He yeah, was third. good, and he's going to get a ton of targets there. I could see him being their number one wide receiver. Maybe not number one target because they have Darren Waller now. Missed opportunity, I think, by us. But nice move by uh, your crazy man. That's the team name taking him at five twelve. Well, I, I'm I'm going to disagree a little bit because I think we made the right call. Um, I'm now I'm just say I, I I'd like uh, to have Hodgins on. The I team. do want to say Michael Gallup going here is interesting because everybody's down on him, but it might be, Gallup could be one of those guys that just a year removed from the ACL, he's a lot better. But boy, has his stock just completely tanked. We took Michael Wilson at five five. This is a guy who blew up the Senior Bowl, had third round NFL draft capital with the Arizona Cardinals, who might trade DeAndre Hopkins. Again, I'm just looking for guys who might have opportunity. Michael Wilson could be a starting outside receiver for the Cardinals come week one alongside Hollywood Brown. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up Brett Whitefield's. Uh, well, Brett, Brett, Brett raved about him uh, at, at, the, uh, at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, six one and a half out of Stanford. Uh, tall, wide receiver, big frame, you know, really athletic, really strong. Brett says he's an explosive athlete, good get-off, actually elite get-off, and he said arguably the best route runner in the class. So, hey, I, I respect Brett's opinion. We got this guy in the fifth round. Yeah, I'm thrilled with that pick. And again, if you guys out there have a rookie pick coming up or a rookie draft, go over to FantasyPoints.com. Get in here. Read Brett Whitefield's prospect guide. Know who you're drafting. Know their ins and outs. Who's a good receiver? Let's be honest. 80% of the kids that are getting drafted in these drafts, these players have never seen before in their lives, right? They're just looking at some list and they're like, all right, this guy, that guy, this guy. Go listen to somebody who's researched every single one of these prospects and be educated when you go into your draft. And if you want to make a little more scratch, why don't you draft some of them over on Underdog? Because this show is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy and the biggest fantasy football tournament of all time, Best Ball Mania 4. And if you don't know what Best Ball is, it's simple. Best Ball Mania, you enter a team on Underdog's mobile app. You draft the team. That's it. You don't have to worry about lineups, waivers, none of that. Set it, forget it. You draft a team, you're done. It's going to take your highest scores. Boom, you got a chance to win first prize, which is $3 million. You don't think you can win? Baloney. Pat Corain, who I've had on podcast with me, he won this last year. A couple of million bucks for Pat. Good for him. This year, maybe it can be you. 
Use code FANTASYPTS. We're going to double your first-time deposit up to $100. Again, FANTASYPTS is the code for Underdog Fantasy. Then we're going to give you a subscription to FantasyPoints.com. Joe, for just 5 bucks, $60 value for just 5 bucks. Then you can go in there and read Brett's Prospect Guide. Get ready for your rookie draft. It's all there with a – this is a $155 value. You're getting for 5 bucks. Seems Use Fantasy PTS. Yeah. Seems pretty so, good to me. Yeah. Visit underdogfantasy.com in the app store. Don't forget the code Fantasy PTS. Uh, must be 18 and over, 19 in Alabama, 21 in Nebraska, uh, and in Massachusetts, Arizona. Must be present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.com. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, where I am, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. In Tennessee, 1-800-889-9789. I'm excited to start firing up some drafts. Now that everybody's in place, I kind of know the landscape. This is when I start cooking in the best ball streets. I mean, this is, uh, I, I'm doing best balls. I'm doing FFPC dynasty draft rate. You, you and I are going to have to get into a, an FFPC startup dynasty for the podcast here in a little bit. Um, just for fantastic content on the podcast, but we're, we're still a couple of picks away. We have a, I think we have two more picks in this draft. Uh, uh, excuse me. We have two more rounds in this draft, but we have three more picks. Um, the well is drying up. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, but uh, enjoying everything that we've, we're doing so far. It's not not a perfect draft by any stretch. Like, I wish we were in a position where we could have just taken Jameer Gibbs at 1-5, but that's why this team was an orphan. Yep. There were some flaws, and I, we're trying to give this, this optionality. If things go awry, we can trade James Conner away from this team. If things go awry, we can trade Jared Goff away from this team. You know, trade Nick up away from this team. But we also, if things go right, we have a team that might be a contender next year. And we have a full slate of picks next year. So it's not like some of these some of these orphans we looked at have no draft picks for the foreseeable future. We had 10 draft picks this year. Um, we have a full slate of them next year. And, 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 and an interesting roster on this team. I think we have some work to do, but, but it's, it, it's a solid roster for sure. Absolutely. We'd love to hear what you guys think about it again. Go to those comments over on YouTube. Let us know what you think of the team, some of your favorite picks, maybe somebody you would have picked. We'd love to hear about it. And, uh, you know, we can have a nice conversation. There All right. Oh, Drake, really quick. I'm yes, in sir. another, I'm in a super flex FFPC. All right. Uh, uh, draft uh, dynasty. I am on the clock right now at 310. All right. Oh, I like it. We get to make a pick live yeah, on the show. So, uh, I have. Uh, I'm on the clock at 310. Let's see. Entering the draft room, Marvin Mims just went, which definitely was a player I was eyeing up. There's no doubt about that. Jeez, I already two eleven in our draft. Yeah, I already got um I already got uh Jonathan Mingo already in this draft. So um I actually got him at 212, believe it or not. Um let's see here. Who are some of the uh who are some of the players I can draft here? Izzy Abanaconda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Darnell Washington, Cedric Tillman, Sean, T- your boy Sean Tucker. I don't know if I'm taking him in the third round here, Drake. Um, oh, Rashid Shahid's out there. That's interesting. Wow. Uh, tank to Tyler Scott from the Bears. Ooh. Oh, Jaden Reed's on the board. That's your guy. You liked him in our draft. Um, well, I mean, he was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm taking Jaden Reed. All right. 
Jaden Reed out of Michigan State, five foot ten, ran a four four five forty, uh, elite quickness per Brett Whitefield, uh, a lot of production. So and I have two of the next four picks as well. So there you go. Uh, so you might now, be able my, to get Tucker down the road. The problem is I have zero depth at running back. I have good running backs, but I have zero depth. Mm. I have Ramondre Stevenson, Aaron Jones, and Kenneth Walker. Yeah, you need another back. I need another back, but I am loaded. Listen to these wide receivers, Drake. I have A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, Debo Samuel, Zay Flowers, Tyler Lockett, Romeo Dubs, Jonathan Mingo, and Jaden Reed is my wide receiver room. It gives you flexibility. If you somebody goes down in your running back core, you can trade one of those Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. I have Patrick Mahomes on this team. Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm really hoping Mac Jones just locks down the shop because I have him. This is a good team. All right, so I need to supplement this. And I'm I'm eyeing up my guy Chase Brown from the Bengals here just because I, I think there's a lot of competition. I really think that uh, Joe Mixon is on is on thin ice there. Anyway, um, yeah. nobody wants to hear about my fantasy team anymore. <laughs> yeah, they want to hear about me. It's 70 degrees outside going and taking the cover off my pool getting my new golf clubs ready for my new league. Just picked up a nice new set of Mizunos, ready to go lose some balls deep, deep into the woods. Uh, so it'll be fun. So this was great, Joe. I appreciate everybody hanging out with us, talking a little dynasty. Thanks to our great friends again over at the FFPC. And we'll be back next time with you guys on the Two Point Stance. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.